Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Hello. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Is our mornings better for your nausea or so-so? Yeah, they're much better. But what I'm finding is that um, I'm having, like, good days and bad days. So I had two really amazing days over the weekend. In fact, I rearranged all my furniture and went for two long walks over the weekend and wow. did a lot, of, a lot of work that I had been basically building up over the past 10 weeks. Um <laughs> And then I had two terrible days yesterday and Monday. So, but today I'm doing okay. So, um, I would say I'm. It's weird. I don't know. It's unpredictable. And I found out that my mom had a lot of nausea in her first pregnancy, and so did my grandmother. Uh huh. Okay. But there's something else that also comes up, and you've been talking about these. How um, you really have like the idea of giving yourself permission. To just like really take care of yourself and how wonderful it feels. And it's very interesting yeah. that somehow you had no nausea and you felt fabulous on the weekend, and then Monday arrives and Monday and Tuesday you're not so happy. Yeah, what is your hypothesis about that? Well, just a little curious. I mean, if, I, if it were me, I would be like, hmm, is he giving me a message that we're, you know, that I'm, I'm really enjoying? the time off and being able to take care of myself, and it's okay to feel better as long as I don't have to work. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could be. Or it could just be like a two-day, because I still work on over the weekend, um, because I have all these reports to write, so I have a lot of writing to do. And, okay. Um, no, okay. but you're right. I mean, I, I'll think about that. I mean, but the problem is there's no option to not work. I have to work, so. Um. No, and it's not, it's not about um, choosing differently. But actually, let's start tapping together, both of us, because it's not about choosing differently. It's about acknowledging what may be happening. That is, like, maybe because this baby gave me, created the invitation and the opportunity to enjoy taking care of yourself in a different way, that then there's this part of you that is like, hmm, no, not working is actually pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, so. not working is amazing. Not working is <laughs> absolutely amazing. I, I look at the women who don't work and I feel I feel some envy. I feel some I feel some judgment towards them, but I also feel envy. Okay. Because see, and then when we can uh, just something to consider, this could be the focus of today or not, doesn't have to be. But what I have noticed is that all that energy really plays a part in it because um, we can just remain in one level. But if we go a little deeper and recognize that, we can just step on it and really come to terms by honoring that, yes, this is the time where, you know, maybe when you were 15, 20, 25, 
you had these, you know, this idea, this expectation, this desire, this dream that, you know, by the time you were pregnant, you were going to be able to just be someone that did, you know, one of those women who don't work and they just really take care of themselves and are in nesting period. So just to address and honor that part of you that may be present. So, oh, there's absolutely a part of me that has a wish for that. There's no question. Okay. So see, and instead of we could just look at it and say, oh, well, that's normal and we keep on moving, or we just really want to come to terms with that teenager or that early, you know, young woman uh, that that said, you know, really, this, this is what I want. I think I've gotta, been, I, I mean, I've always acknowledged it. I've always known it. <clears throat> Yeah. It's not like I suppressed it or anything. It just hasn't worked out that way, you know? Yeah, um, and uh, I think when I was a teenager, I didn't want to have a family. I only wanted to work. And it came sort of in my 30s when, or I don't know at what point, but at some point in later life, I think it was actually when I took some time off from, I burned out from work. And I took some time mm. off, and I loved it. I couldn't believe how much I loved not working. <laughs> yes. It was so awesome. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I love this. And, yeah. and, and what actually, that is interesting. So you, were, you pretty much were very work-focused since you were a teenager. And then later in life, what actually happened that you didn't work? What was going on? <clears throat> well, I... Um, <clears throat> I burned out from management consulting because I, well, I burned out from life because I, it was like I went from age 16 until, I don't know, 32 when I was working like crazy. Um, one was just surviving my family of origin. The other piece was going to boarding school and then working to, you know, earn money to buy my books and my clothes and then putting myself through college and graduate school and then I went straight from that into management consulting, which is basically it's really intense work hours. It's like 80-hour weeks and a lot of travel wow. and a lot of pressure. So I, I burned out from that, you know, 16-year triathlon, basically. And yeah. I got laid off and I got um, some severance and I got some um, – unemployment insurance and I just had a break and I kind of I was working with some healers and I just sort of um unraveled and I I was I became a professional photographer and I did wedding photography and just a bunch of really creative stuff in that time period and I just loved not being part of the nine to five grind like it's I fucking hated that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, it was amazing, and I still feel trapped by it. Um, and yeah. I would love to, you know, part of the reason I was into Peter for so long was that he had a lot of money and would reduce the necessity for me to work such long hours. Right. So, so that, say, say that, that last part again, that you... What was the last thing you said because I missed it? That um, part of the reason I put up with Peter's problems for oh. so long was one yeah. of his his pluses was that he was very wealthy. And um, <clears throat> if I had married him, I wouldn't have – I would have wanted to work a little bit, but I wouldn't have wanted to work so much. 
And I would have been able, he would have taken care of me, and he did. You know, he was really, he was generous with everything. It was, uh, it was wonderful. It was the first, second time. Actually, Seamus also offered for me to not work at all or to work part-time, and, uh, so both of the guys I was quite serious about had that quality. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what's that? What? What's that about? Tell me. It's just disappointment that I haven't met anyone and I haven't been able to partner up with someone who can offer me that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone on yeah. Harmony is like. They're just, they're not very, they're just normal middle-class people. And they're nice, but they're not, um, I don't know, I don't know where to meet these guys. Single men with money. You know what? You will. You will. It's just just a matter of time and and really just, it's happening already. It's not like you have to figure it out. It's not about a figuring out kind of thing. But it's also about honoring very much this part of you that is really just wanting to be more and not having to focus on working so much. Yes. And partly I think it started because you were not feeling very, you know, you were feeling terrible actually. So, of course, it makes sense that it's like, well, it would be so wonderful to be able to just take time off and not have to worry about working. Oh, it would be so amazing. And I have felt that through all of my, you know, the last five years, for sure, I have really felt that. Yeah. And when I went to, it's one of the reasons I moved to Europe, because in Europe they don't work as hard. (laughs) In Ireland, Uh like, they just, they have a different work ethic. And I loved it. I had such a low-key, low-pressure life there. Uh-huh. And I had to come so, back to America where we're workaholics and you, you work like a crazy person just to keep your head above float, you know, I mean above water. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so it, would you like to focus on these or was there something else that was pressing for you before we died? You know, there was really nothing pressing other than, you know, this desire to meet, a man, and um, but we've tapped a lot on that, and there's nothing that pressing. I suppose I have a, a slight concern about the baby because <clears throat> I'm about four months, and I'm not really showing. Like I look chubby, but I'm not showing, and I'm just I have a concern that the baby's not growing because I've taken all those medications. Okay. I talked I talked to the doctor about it, and they're like, listen. Don't worry about those medications. You did what you had to do, and don't beat yourself up about it. And they're, you know, they're not. But I still have a worry that because I mean I'm chubby, but I'm not really showing that much. Yeah. Now they are able to tell if the baby is growing normally or not. They are. But I haven't been to the doctor for about three three weeks. I'll be going next week. Okay, so I, I also want to let you know that this is exactly the time where you're actually, it, it's just about to happen. You're like almost about to turn the corner. Because I remember that it was between four and five months that I was like, oh, I was tired of looking just that I put on weight. And yeah. I, started, I wanted to start looking obviously pregnant. 
and uh, and it was right around there, four and a half, five months. That all of a sudden, one it was like one day to the next. So I was like, okay, it's out. It's like you know, it's like my body like took a pregnant shape. Also consider that you are really you're really tall or quite tall. So yeah. that may take a little longer time. Um, the the first time, one of the things that I have heard from my sister and other friends that have had. Uh, several pregnancies is that the first time all your abdominal muscles are really strong so they're not going to just let go very easily and it's going to take a little longer uh, especially because it's all about the baby having enough space and if it has enough space then you know it's going to take a little longer to push those muscles out and create more space for her yeah and I think that I have a tipped uterus. This is my hypothesis. I have a t- it was tipped backwards, and so the first movement and the growth of the uterus and the baby might have been to move up. And so all my organs are up. <laughs> so like above yeah. my belly button is really chubby, and below my be- belly button is chubby. But I think it went up first rather than out because I, it was tipped backwards, you see, in my body. Well, it makes a lot of sense, especially because the other thing is that the severe nausea could really be for that because if it's pushing your diaphragm, see, instead of yeah. going out, it's going up, it's, that's going to make you even more nauseous. So that makes a lot of sense, really. Yeah. But I, and I, I wouldn't, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's a total drag and because um, I also do have a very long torso. So it could right. be growing. It just has enough room in there, and it's just squishing things around. But it really, literally, it's going to be a matter of time. You will show. Don't worry about it. Okay. You will. Yes. Is this really a? It could be. It could be another three days. It could be another week. You know, or ten days, and then it's just going to happen. It's right around that time when you're like just in between. And I can totally understand your frustration because <laughs> nobody, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember the first time that I showed as pregnant, and, of course, I wore, I was wearing pregnant clothes way before I was showing. I, didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pregnant, and that's fine. First time in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I won't forget that I was walking in town, and I just barely showed, but I had this very pregnant-looking, you know, blouse, uh, which I totally loved. And and this guy, I was just smiling and feeling so happy. And this guy just crossed me in town, looked at me and said, good morning to people. And I was just like beaming. I was like, yes, yeah, somebody oh. noticed. Something that I didn't know noticed that I was pregnant. It was like, wow. I'll never forget. So, yeah, it was really, really nice. That's so beautiful. It was. It really was. And it will happen. It totally will happen. I really don't doubt that everything's okay because you would, you know, you would notice. And the other thing is that soon you're going to start noticing uh, her movement too. But yeah. It is, you know, it, it all depends. It's very, very true that if she does have enough space, it may take a little bit longer for you to notice her. When did yeah. you start feeling movements? I think it was for around four and a half months. Okay. Yeah, around. But you know, I don't know if you remember. I'm much smaller than you are. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, 
you know, I got, I, I, and I, the other thing is that I thought there was, um, it, it's all internal and it just, I just was really much in touch and it was in, I, I'm, I'm very, very, I remember very clear because it was, it was evening, which is also very common that the baby, as you're moving, the baby sleeps. And when you, you know, when you're like quiet down, that's when she wakes up. I don't know exactly ah. why, but that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Interesting. The movement is like rocking. And that's why that's why a lot of parents actually have that issue when newborn babies that don't sleep enough at night and they sleep a lot during the day. Because the movement is like, okay, you know, it's like, okay, here I am, you know, you're walking, you're doing things. It's and like what it's soothing, I guess. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So take a breath and see just what is present. You can just like almost like a scan your body. You know, we've been working, we've been working a lot on like trusting your intuition and taking care of yourself, inviting the right partner. Just notice, notice what is really calling your attention, what needs to be, what is asking for some healing or some time. Well, you know, maybe this be more and work less and, and receiving a man who will enable that for me. Yeah. And a man who will also enable some sort of, you know, more international exposure than I have right now, sort of just a little bit more exposure to Europe or South America or whatever, you know, just because I love that. And right now, like I... I have it upcoming. I'm going to India in November, but um, nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's not a big. Yeah, I would just like a man to come in and make some of these things possible for me. Great. Okay. And it's all about. It's interesting because the word that you talk about was receiving. So, what you know? First, I wanna I wanna ask you before we start. It's like. How do you see that in your journey you have actually, what have been the successes for you to really place where you have received already a life within you and you're ready to receive a man? Like you've always be felt, have felt ready for a very, very long time. But I want to focus for just, you know, even if it's a little bit, on the successes that you have done in the last few months that have landed you where you are today? Yeah, well, certainly um, I have been, you know, even though this is work-related, I have received all kinds of projects, you know, people... I just received it. I opened, I left my my prior employer, and as I did that, people just came towards me and I received their their projects and their work. Um, also, um, I know this project, they're fun for you, I'm hoping. Oh, they're wonderful projects. They're wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful projects. And I'm even turning people away. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and I you know, receive the unconditional support of my employer when I was going through all the sickness 
and he's still like, hey, just do what you need to do and don't worry. Don't, you know, I kept saying, why don't I go on disability? I don't feel right about this. And he's like, no, 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 just <laughs> don't go on disability because it'll reduce your income. Just don't worry about it. And he just continued to pay me and al- allowed me to do work at my own pace in my own way. Yeah. And so that, that, was a, that was a little like a mini trial of, you know, receiving caring and, and protection and being like the support that you really want, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Um, and the universe like, is giving me lots of extra time to finish these projects. The deadlines keep extending far, farther, <laughs> like month by month. You know, first it was moved from... June to August, and now it's moved from August to October, so I'm receiving all the extra time that I need, you know, to accommodate all the sickness and my inability to work and get stuff done. That's perfect, and that has happened naturally. Totally organically, yep. So that has also allowed you to take time to care better for yourself. Yes, yeah, and feel but, less stressed. So Right, less pressure and they get, you know, and money is not an issue. So you not know, at all. So not, yeah. So the the fabulous thing, the reason that I want to invite these is to really notice how your energy has been shifting. So you have you have been inviting and already receiving very successfully more, you know, more caring and conditional support. There's still, you know, the money. So so you working at a at a more reasonable Pace, given that you're pregnant, it's already happening. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it's not the total ideal that you have a partner that is fully supporting you and you're not working at all. On the other hand, it sometimes we do need to transition and a place where like, oh, okay, yes, I can see that if I take better care of myself and I don't have to work as much, I can also be more relaxed. And therefore, like, it's more than welcome in transition instead of, like, you know, maybe you meet someone that needs to travel a lot and wants him to go along most of the time. And you may not be able to work, and you may have a lot of resistance to that, you know, a few months ago. Where now you're like, oh, absolutely, I'll, I'll join you. So I'll, I'll work from wherever, or I'll, I'll work less, whatever, I'll adjust. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think that's true because I did resist. I felt I felt guilty about and resistant to, you know, my employer saying don't don't worry about it. You know, we had a couple of conversations where I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And uh, you know, I just have this really strong work ethic. And um, yeah, yeah. And but now I'm receiving it, and I also received. Um, enough money this year where I was able to put a down payment on a house and I'm a condo and I'm moving into my own, the first time I've owned a condo in my life. Wow. So is this your first, your first property ever or not? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's big. Yeah. It's wonderful. Wow. And it's, I'm guessing it's at a place that totally um, that you like and it's like, is it in Boston as well? It's in a town right, it's it's like in a city right outside of Boston, it's right near my brother, um, and it's on the ocean, literally it's on the ocean. <laughs> oh my God, where? 
It's in a town called Winthrop, which is um, it's sort of on the other side of the airport and on the coast. My brother found it, this town, and um, and the properties. Like I, I put an offer on this property, and but the price came down. Well, here's another example. I sort of had my eye on it, but it was out of my range. And then they brought the price down 20, 20K. And then I noticed it had been on the market for 119 days. So I, I made an offer that was $25,000 less than that, and they, they accepted it right away. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah, I know. And then after that all happened, there was an article in the Boston Globe saying winter is the next hot real estate market. Wow. So, so that's like, it's like all perfect. Yeah. It all fell right into place. And I wanted to be near my brother because he's the only one in the city I can call at 3 a.m. with a total crisis and he'll come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of the things that I would like to, you know, I hope you're still tapping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Because the one thing that I wanted to talk with you about at some point, it doesn't have to happen today. I know we started but to talk more about the charismatic leader and how yeah. not, on, not only just the characteristics, but also how to deal with them so you can really have a healthy connection with him. Because this is who he is. He's not going to change. He's still your brother. And charismatic leaders, when they are in defense, they can seem crazy. I mean, insanely, like sometimes even psychotic because... They're going to tell you one thing today uh, or right now, and in like five minutes, they're going to say something different. And you're like, are you insane? And it's like I can share with you how it works and why it works that way. Um, But most importantly, how you can have a connection with him where you can, you know, it's not like it's all or nothing. Understanding who he is. Yeah. What's happening when I tell you all these? Maybe I shouldn't be with a charismatic leader because I don't think I want to deal with that. Ah, like okay. as a life partner. Like if that comes with a package, I don't know that I might want a little more peace than that. Well, you're not going to have peace with a charismatic leader. Peace is not the, <laughs> peace is not the, the word. No, you're going to have excitement. You're going to have passion. You're going to have adventure. You're going to have a lot of, you know, amazing um, you know, amazing experiences, but it's not a peaceful ride. It's it's intense. It's really it's intense. So there's a it's a lot of energy. Well, now, I like I like the intensity. I just don't like the psychotic outbursts. I mean, well, it doesn't. It does, first of all, it doesn't have to. Uh, as I mentioned to you, one of the biggest, biggest pieces is how developed or how interested this, you know, this man is in really developing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that would make a huge difference. Huge. I mean, you can be called on it. And the other big piece is that, yeah, there's moments where, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, Stephen sometimes tells me, because right now you're the mayor of crazy town, okay? So I'm going to take a break. And, and that's it. <laughs> wow. And, and I, I completely acknowledge it. It's like, yep, absolutely right. And just like, and, and then it just it, it shifts, and then we're, you know, by down. It's okay. 
and then there's the all you know there's the other hand where there's all the excitement. But it is important to to know because then and I think that somehow you do have an attraction of the light. The charismatic leader light is really something that is very appealing to you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is. And you know, and one of the things is that it's we are all a whole package. You know, it's not just one thing or the other. We all have a shadow, and it's about... No, I know, but I, I just, I'm just thinking about Peter's shadow, and I know I can't deal with that level of insanity. Right. Well, and it has to do... I don't know how Peter was in self-awareness and the, the ability of, of really taking responsibility because it's completely different if you have someone that says, you know what, I'm, I completely recognize that right now. I'm just yeah. out of sorts. He absolutely did not recognize. He was so convinced by his own insanity that he saw it as reality and didn't recognize it as uh, a phase or state. And and that is really tough, especially if even later he wouldn't recognize or acknowledge anything. Not really. I mean, he was in therapy for 25 years with the same therapist, but he did not acknowledge these. I actually think he might have been bipolar. Well, sometimes it is, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. But uh, charismatic leaders tend to look very bipolar because there is a very intense up and down. There is. So, you know, I have talked with several people, and sometimes I have questioned myself, like, am I bipolar? And I said, no, it's just just like, you know, there's, there's an up and down, and it's intense. It's intense, but it's not... It's not a level, you know, it's not a clinical. I bet that there are clinical. I mean, I think I, I have mentioned to you, and this is going to scare you, but it's, um, it is, you know, the the extreme charismatic leader that is complete on defense all the time, or, on the, you know, on its shadow all the time, is actually the, the psychotic. It really is. So, yeah. But I don't want to, it's not about scaring you. It's just sharing with you what the reality is. Well, I really felt Peter was a child of Holocaust survivors, and he would go into a state where suddenly he would profoundly mistrust me and attack me as if I were the enemy and um, and just behave in abominable ways towards me. It was outrageous. And, um, <clears throat> like, he would we'd be getting along fine and then something would trigger it. And it it was never clear. I could never predict it. Um, I don't know what was the trigger. He couldn't talk about the trigger and he would just, it was like a, it was like a whole different persona came in and his face looked different and his eyes looked different. His voice changed. He would leave the room. He wouldn't sleep with me. It was like all of a sudden I am some, I'm an enemy. Yes. It was, it was crazy, and he would accuse me of horrible things that weren't true, and um, it was just really disruptive. Yeah, and that and that is probably because see the love. This is another thing that is very very important, and it's a, a charismatic leader's shadow, and you know the level of damage is directly connected with the level of uh, trauma that. She, that person has had growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, and the deep, the level of healing, and and 
you know, you, you definitely know these. I completely believe in, you know, in therapy and healing in a variety of ways. And sometimes I feel like having a therapist for 25 years could be a good thing. And at the same time, it's like 25 years seems like if there isn't a lot of major change, it's just more of like a coping than a healing. Absolutely. And that's what it became. And it almost became an enabler. Like he almost became, the therapist became someone who just helped Peter hold it together um, as opposed to really addressing the core issues. Yeah. So what I would like to do, since we're talking about all the, you know, receiving and the partner and Peter comes up again, it's like get in touch with, you know, take a deep breath, stop breathing for just a moment. And just notice when we're talking about Peter and the concern, because there's a, there's the welcoming and the desire to have a partner. So that part will be there. So there's, you know, there's Deb on the one hand feeling completely open and looking forward to having this partner that is going to open the world in some way, you know, energetically, yeah. right, financially, is going to be a yeah. world traveler, yeah. where there's going to be this, like, openness openness and you know I, I kind of see it as this like a bubble of light that provides protection and safety and excitement and look the world opens up because there's not only traveling but also the means the resources to just be able to enjoy it yep and then as, as I notice that that part is very present and then there's another part that is a little bit scared. Yes, very much mm-hmm. so. Very guarded against falling in love with another person like that who's who's going to be damaging, like abusive, abusive. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to tell you, just on that note. So I know we could. So is that that's the fear, right? That it's going to be abusive. Tell me a little bit more before we go for the healing part. Can you say that part again? I, I had a struggle to hear you. Of course. You. Yeah. Then I'm just, can you hear me okay now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we go into the healing piece, acknowledging all of these and, you know, hoping to shift, I want to connect a little bit more when, with these, the part of you that's scared, scared yeah. of the abusive yeah. component, right? And yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, just that I um, allowed myself in one situation to fall in love with someone who ended up being really bad for me and a really yeah. unhealthy attraction, a really unhealthy choice. And I was yeah. trying to make it work because of all the positives. And I'm just, it's, it's just like I'm afraid of falling, allowing myself to let down and lean into someone who has a lot of what I wanted, which he did. He was a world traveler. His parents were European, um, loads of money, you know, loved to travel himself. Really brilliant, creative, amazing mind. We, you know, we met in that way. Our, our minds were really great together. We're also focusing on business. So I understood his world. He understood my world. And um, I... I wanted to let myself go into that, that it wasn't safe. I couldn't lean in 
and let go. I had to be on guard. I had to be protective against these onslaughts that just happened. And they were like, um, I I couldn't fully release. And I'm just afraid of myself energetically attracting like like a magnet that kind of man again because of kind of what my dad was like and um although my dad was had an official diagnosis i think peter probably would too if he if he actually underwent a diagnostic process um it's, it's possible definitely yeah so i'm just afraid that i'm going to unconsciously put myself in the same position again because of the unconscious things that might be in control, you see. That's what I'm afraid of. And then I'm in this situation again where I'm in a bind. Okay. And it's like it's better to be single and independent and alone and be, you know, the cost of doing business this way, you know, where I have to work a lot than it is to be subject to the volatility of a crazy man. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just afraid that I can't attract, I I can't trust my unconscious attractions yet. I mean, even though rationally, you know, I've worked on this with Stefan, I've worked on this with you. um, Well, you know, this is actually this, the, the wonderful thing, Deb, is that this is actually the belief and the fear that is in place. Yeah. And we need to honor it. Now, how, tell me just how intense is that this, you know, the fear of your subconscious magnet to attract seven. this, you know. Seven. Okay, good. So let's just start tapping together, okay? Yeah. Even though I've done it before. Even though I've done it before. And I'm really scared I'm going to do it again. And I'm really scared I'm going to do it again. I'm really afraid of my subconscious magnet. I'm really afraid of my subconscious magnet. Still being active and working in attracting this kind of man. Being active and working to attract this kind of man. I'm just so scared. I'm just so scared. Because even though I've worked with Stefan and Laura, even though I've worked with Stefan and Laura, on this issue, on this issue, my concern is that this, this magnet is still subconscious and active. My concern is that this magnet is still subconscious and still active. Take a breath. Let it go. Yeah, I am open and allowing myself. I am open and allowing myself to attract the right man into my life. To attract the right man into my life. I also want to trust myself fully. I also want to trust myself fully. Knowing that I have healed and learned so much knowing that I have healed and learned so much that I can actually take care of myself now. That I can actually take care of myself now. Tapping through the points. 
I'm scared of my subconscious magnet. I'm scared of my subconscious magnet. It has been programmed into me by my dad. It's been programmed into me by my dad. And Peter is such a recent event. And Peter is such a recent event. That clearly is still active. That it's clearly still active. And I'm scared that I may attract subconsciously another abuser. And I'm afraid that I might subconsciously attract another abuser. Not only that, I'm even deeply scared that at first you may look beautiful and perfect. Not only that, but I'm deeply scared that at first he might look beautiful and perfect. So I'm just going to completely let go and dive in. So I just completely let go and dive in. Later on feeling completely trapped. And later on only to feel completely trapped. And that would be so scary. And that would be so scary. Because I would be relieving my mother's life. Because I would be really living my mother's life. Being, having a child and no work. Having a child and no work. Depending on this wealthy man. Depending on this wealthy man. That is completely crazy. Who is completely crazy. Yeah. That is really scary. That is really scary. So is it just a seven right now, or is it how is what is going on right now? That one went up to an eight. Yeah, that's what I guess, because when we voice it that it looks good now, but later on it can get even worse, that's even scarier. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, you you found the core of it, right, which is reliving my yes. dependent dependency situation, because I long to be dependent or, you know, reliant on someone financially, but it's such a scary proposition because of that situation that my mom was in. Yeah. Well, we can just voice that. Even though I love the idea of being taken care of. Even though I love the idea of being taken care of. I don't want my mom's life. I don't want my mom's life. She suffered so much. She suffered so much. And there's no way I'm going through that. And there's no way I'm going through that. But there's an internal and deep place in me. There's an internal and deep place in me. A young girl that's still scared of reliving her life. Yeah. A young girl who's still scared of reliving her life. Because I know very clearly now that I want to relax and feel like I can exhale and be taken care of. Yeah. Because now I know I really want to relax and exhale and feel like I can be taken care of. I can travel and feel like I don't have to work like crazy anymore. I can travel and feel like I don't have to work like crazy anymore. And there's someone there to care and protect me. That there's someone there to care for me and protect me. Me and my child. Me and my child. And we can travel and we can enjoy life. We can travel and we can enjoy life. But the feeling of dependency. But the feeling of dependency. Brings up my mother's experience. 
brings up my mother's experience. Of feeling trapped. Of feeling trapped. Feeling that the resources are not available. Feeling that the resources are not available. And just like living with the enemy. And being profoundly unsafe by living with the enemy. Yes, exactly. Take a breath. That would be so scary. That would be so scary. Now close your eyes. I honor that young girl. I honor that young girl. And I can see it now. Try to see her, however age. Maybe she's a young teenager. Yeah. And becoming aware of what is going on around her. Yep, exactly. Right? And what it means to be married. That's an age when, you know, puberty hits and you all of a sudden you realize you're a woman. I can see this young girl realizing what it means to be a woman trapped with an insane man not having the resources to do much about it. Yep, exactly. He's like, just, he's like... Yeah, Holy shit, there is no fucking way that will ever happen to me. Yes. That is her, her pact that she made with herself. Yes. Okay, so I want you to go close to her. Can you see her? Yeah. Okay, see if you can tap on both of you and see if that is okay with her. Yeah, definitely. Good. Okay, I honor your vow. I honor your vow. And I second it, like, with strength. And I second it with strength. There's no fucking way you're ever going to go through that. There is no fucking way you are ever going to go through that. I am here to assure you of it. I am here to assure you of it. There's so many resources at our disposal now. There's so many resources at our disposal now. We will never have to go through what mom went through. We will never have to go through what mom went through. You're a fabulously smart girl. You're a fabulously smart girl. And I want to assure you, you're going to have a really great life. And I want to assure you that you're going to have a really great life. You have the brilliance, the strength, and the heart. You have the brilliance, the strength, and the heart to go for what you really want. To go for what you really want. And now we can honor mom. And now we can honor mom. Send her love and light. Send her love and light. And be grateful to her for showing us what we don't want. And be grateful to her for showing us what we don't want. Imagine just like from the two of you, really literally send light to mom, wherever she is, if she's in front of you in the situation or she's, you know, in another life, wherever she might be, just notice these like love and gratefulness for truly being, you know, to the degree that she could protect you, but more than anything, to show you the path she got out. It took her life, but she got out. Yeah, she did. You know, even even if that meant maybe 
You know, I mean, as a radical concept, I want you to see for a second that it's possible that her deepest challenge and learning in this life was to become strong, independent, and do what she had to do for herself. And then she, yeah. she could graduate. Then she could graduate and leave. That's what I think it was. Yeah. So it wasn't punishment. That, it wasn't punishment that she died. It was like, you know, she she was done. That was what she came to do. And that's what scares me also a little bit. If my If my learning is to learn to be interdependent in a healthy way, you know, what if I get that and then the next year I die because I graduate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I have to tell you that that's part of life. The moment I met Stefan, I was freaked out that either he was going to die or I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. and, and then another whole chapter unfolded, which means true intimacy with someone that you trust and you love and you grow together. Yeah. So I have I have learned and noticed that, you know, yes, there's const there is there is a constant piece of like, well, if I really learn and things are gonna get better, then, you know, maybe I'm I'm just gonna die or you know, Stefan's gonna die. Something tragic is gonna happen. But every time that I look it's like there's something else to learn, there's something deeper to go and you know, and death doesn't have to be punishment. Yeah. It's like there, there's moments overall where I'm like, you know what, this is a journey. There's so much more for me to learn here. And and meeting this this man, this companion, this life partner, is actually the beginning of a new chapter. For a little while, it feels like it's so paradise and perfect that it is true. It feels like, oh my God, something drastic. I'm gonna die any minute. This is it. <laughs> Yeah, and things start shifting. Things start shifting, and you know you start learning. You start, you know, what happens is that when you are met in that in that way with another, and this that safety, you know, really takes hold. There's all areas of your being that only could be healed in intimacy and connection that appear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the end of the journey. It's not like a happily ever after. It's the beginning of a new chapter. Cool. So take a deep breath and check in with how is your young teenager doing? She's good, and she realizes that um, she's still a baby out with the bathwater. Like... She's saying, I don't want to live like mom, but her solution was to be black and white about it and not be dependent at all. And that's an extreme reaction as opposed to just being dependent or interdependent in a good, healthy way. And it's time to be more sophisticated and less absolute about it, you see. Yes. Yes. So... I want you to let her know, tell her a little bit, all the different resources that you have at your disposal, that you have available, if you were the case that at some point you felt, you know, that you were in a situation where you needed to move out. Like, is that, can you tell her all the resources? Like, you could start working again. You could work from, you know, very part-time to starting a, you know, you could definitely create all different options, Right. And she doesn't yeah. know that. Yeah, she's just shell-shocked. 
Right. Yes, exactly. And how about, can can you talk for a little bit, even if it's just for a moment, everything that could potentially happen? Well, the thing is, it will take an enormous amount of energy, but I could do it. I mean, I've done it. I've done it five times already. I've gotten out of relationships, and mm-hmm. I have proven to both of us that I can do that, <laughs> and I can survive yes. financially. I, and once I marry somebody, it'll even be easier because um, then they will have some sort of financial obligation to me. Yes. Um, yeah as opposed to just breaking up where I, you know, I could get screwed over financially, which I have done. But I even survived that. You know, I have friends. I have business contacts. I have an amazing resume. I could always get work, you know. Yeah. I have this PhD. I I have a great business reputation. I will... I have demonstrated to both of us that I have the resources inside myself and have cultivated enough labor market savvy and credentials to survive. Yeah. To survive and to thrive, actually. And to thrive, yeah. Right? Because you're not just surviving. You're really thriving in your life right now. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So... The other thing that I want you to share with her is that even though you you do feel an, an, an attraction, an appeal to that intensity that your dad had, right, and that Peter had, it doesn't necessarily mean that the shadow of that person has to be so negative, so dark, so traumatic. Yeah. There are plenty of charismatic leaders that are beautiful persons, you know, beautiful people. They know, they know themselves. And if they don't, they're very open. They're very, very open. And you know, you know one that I'm, you know, your friend Jim. Yeah. And you know him. <laughs> he has, <laughs> he's, he's discovering who he is. And it's really an amazing journey. So that's really, it's not like it's someone that can share. It's, it's so interesting. Um, I think that it would be really wonderful to also work together through the piece, the part of you that feels that it's still broken because of the trauma that you sur- that you had to survive. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to meet with someone. In order to feel mad, you don't have to actually meet with someone that has a similar level or a deeper level of trauma. Does that make sense? You know, that's a really interesting topic because I've always felt like the 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 kind of depth and soulfulness that I have as a result of my trauma, um, yeah. it's hard for other people to match it unless they've had similar, they've had traumatic experiences themselves. Um, and so I, I have, I've tended to be drawn towards those people because there's a level of recognition like, oh yeah, you've been through the war too. I get that. And it's harder to have a deep connection with someone who hasn't been through the war. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great point. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be, and it, and it also could be someone that can match you and understand, not necessarily because they survived it, maybe because they have gone through, you know, maybe they're in a similar setting or they have been a coach or something and they know, or they have done it and they have done a similar journey, you know, healing journey like yours. Because what yeah. really brings a charismatic leader really, really dark is the unhealed trauma. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting yeah. if you feel like you will be met by someone that has the same level of trauma, difficulty, and survival skills as you do so they can understand you. And that's that's a really, it, it's a very meaningful um, piece to be aware of. And, yeah, yeah. Um, now, right. you are... Do you see, do you see actually that you have not, like with Peter, even Peter, you attracted him, but you did, you have not, you were not trapped by him. No, I wasn't. I wasn't trapped by him. Yeah. Not logistically, but emotionally I was sort of trapped in that, like wanting to make it work, but it was such a fucking nightmare that yeah. um, I I was trapped in this dynamic, you know. Right. And at the same time, it seems to me that, you know, you were not, you didn't marry him, you didn't have children with him, you didn't, like, you really did not trap yourself with him. It was challenging because there was a lot to work to do, but it also gave you the strength and the ability to recognize what works and what doesn't and how much you're not willing to put yourself on the line for it, your safety or your, yeah, your self-preservation and care even if it seems so wonderful. Yeah. But I did ask him to have a child with me, so and the only reason that we didn't do it, well, I don't know about that, but one of the reasons we didn't do it is that he, he backed out. He said no. And why did he say no? I think on a deep level he knows he's a fucking psycho and he knows that he's not good <laughs> for a child and he has no business being a father. Well, you know what, and that that actually means that you, in, in some ways, it, it was really a fabulous learning experience to even recognize that he was like not interested, that he wasn't ready. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what would have happened if he said yes. You know, what have I got? Would I have gone through it, or would I have? Would I have been like, you know, I don't know. I. In a way, I pushed, I forced the baby issue knowing that he wasn't going to do it. Interesting. Okay. So that was kind of like a make or break it thing. Oh, yeah. I said, look, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm having a child. I'm not waiting anymore. And um, you can be part of it or you don't have to be part of it. It's up to you. But I'm moving forward. Right. But that, Deb, do you see how even though... This magnet may so this magnet that is still active, it's not subconscious, and what it needs is just little tweaking, just little tweaking. So you you know so to this magnet we need to add filters, and I think that you have been adding filters in a really good way. My concern is that the filters have gotten so thick that you may uh, not be able that you may not be allowing someone that. Maybe he has a level of intensity, and maybe once in a while they get angry. You know, it's not like they, you know, they break things or they become abusive, but they get angry. 
That's fine. I can handle that. I'm just talking about a level of severity and and extremeness that, like, I can get pretty fucking intense too. <laughs> so, but but I don't go over into psychosis, you know, or or abuse. Right. Yes. And, and I think that now, don't don't you believe that you? But I believe that you have the strength and the ability to set boundaries, which is all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's interesting that you mentioned Jim because I had a long attraction to him and I actually think it it was an unhealthy attraction. Right. Right. And at the same time, it's just, you know, it's like part of the learning process and the figuring out, like, what are the, what is still present, right? Yeah. So I want to check in with your fear about this unconscious magnet that you have because I think that your fear is not, it wasn't completely accurate. Where, how do you feel right now? Just check in, take a couple of deep breaths. And... What I feel is that it's an overblown, it's a disproportionate fear to reality. Okay. Like it's, it's a fear that is old and has not caught up with who I am. Right, exactly. Yes. So, and is it still present, like is that at a seven or an eight? What would you say? No, no, no. It's definitely not at a seven or an eight. It's about a four. Yeah. So it's it's still there, and it's important to address it because that fear is what is going to make the filter thicker. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. If somebody were to become too excited, like, you know, you attract someone and they start becoming either too excited or they tell you something that seems a little odd or whatnot, you may be like, uh-uh, I don't think so. Red flag's going on. Instead of being curious, discerning, you know, you definitely have to have some filters but it's not like, you know, because if we, what we can do that it's actually very, you know, it could be potentially really interfere is that if this magnet that is there, you're covering it up with this fear and not allowing it to attract who you want. Yeah, and that's true because there's sort of like a dearth of men right now. I mean, there are men, but there's not like, they're not, they're not charismatic. They're not, they can't match me. Right. You know, they're not matching me. My energy, my fire, my creativity, my um, vitality. Yeah. So that would be, this is something that really would be cool to address because then if you have covered this magnet with this layer of fear and so it's shutting down the ability of this magnet to, to function right now. Yes. It's like it somehow is inactive. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I deactivated the magnet. Yes. Yes. Instead of just allowing it to be and trusting, right? So it's building all in the same, trusting your instinct and trusting your intuition and all based on all your learning of who you are, that you will know. That you, I mean, everything that you have done, all the journey that you have walked, has actually really allowed you to really discern and really notice, like, okay, let's let's just attract 
just attract the, the potential partners and we'll be able, you know, we can trust, like, you know, within you, you can trust that all the places, all the filters are in place so you will know. Yeah, I think I can. Empirically, I, I mean, I did with Peter. I I can. Yes. Well, one thing is that looking back, this is something that is really powerful because Deb, if you look back, you know, like, I mean, I can see it with certainty that you knew in your in your full being that he was not the one. And yeah. he, you were trying to make it work, blah, 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 blah. But in reality, you knew. So the only and, difference right now is just paying closer attention and honoring that, that voice, that internal voice. Yeah. That's exactly it. Trusting myself that I will honor and listen to that internal voice. Exactly. Yeah. So the magnet is just like, has to have the right filters, you know, that are like, but the magnet is actually, it works. It works fine. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I need to turn the magnet back on and listen to my inner inner knowing. Yes, exactly. So that, this is what I think would be really cool, is that you start visualizing, just close your eyes and visualize this magnet, you know, whatever it's made of, whatever it's located in your body, just like really is almost like turning it on, giving it energy to just be functioning again. If the fear comes up, you can even tap on that, you know, even though I have some resistance about activating this magnet again, I'm, you know, I'm trusting that I have learned and I have grown so much that I can trust my intuition, and I'm putting the right filters in place. I literally put, a, you know, like a, we can call it, we can call it a dot filter and a Peter filter. That you know, we don't want any of that. But then the rest, and you can just say, you know, I'm allowing these, so it can be permeable to the. And, you know, the adventure and wealth and the world, you know, the world wisdom and opportunity. There's so many things that are, it's permeable to it, allowing those things to come in. Good. Great. Great. So that's what we're going to do. And then address what may be still pressed on, Right and especially that whole piece where you may need to meet with someone that has a similar level of trauma in order to truly connect with someone. I may or I may not. Maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another way people have sort of spiritual or or psychological enlightenment. Maybe it's not only trauma. Good, Good. wonderful, absolutely. There are different ways of actually, yeah, connecting with someone and feeling met and seen. Because that's what it's about. Yes, being understood. Exactly. Yeah, and it's about feeling fully seen for who you are and being, like, really being connected at that level. Yeah. I'm just taking notes on that. Yeah. I remember you always you have you always have the um the recording, right? 
Yeah, I'm going to listen to this one and the last couple of them again this week. Yeah. These are important ones. I feel like we're getting really close. I feel like we're yes. just, you know, really getting very close down to the wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It feels really good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we're uncovering different pieces that are more subtle, but also are playing an important part. Yeah. And you I know what? I... You... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was going to tell you that my scheduler is active if you want to use that or you were going to say something else. Um, I think I should probably attend this, attend this Margaret Lynch thing and really understand what my type is um, because the online test I did didn't get there. And I, I wonder if I – I may not be leading with charismatic leader, but I've got one in me. Like I've got someone – Yes. A certain yeah, amount of it. Just, you know, look into it. I just, you know, I didn't know how much of it could be useful or not, you know, but she's, uh, it's really, it's really fabulous information. It really yeah. is. Um, it, has, it has really shifted my way of coaching and everything. It has been so useful in a cool. personal level, work level. So, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, she is very clear. Sometimes she says, you know, never expect a charismatic leader to be this or that. You know, it's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. I never expect, you know, these other profiles to be. So, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really cool. So look into it. Look into it and see what you think because, you know, the program is, is, uh, is pretty broad. But, yeah, look at and, you know, write to me if you have any questions or any comments. Yeah. What, are the, what is the whole scheme called? Is it, is it her whole paradigm? Is it Reese, what's his name, something or other? Well, Reese Thomas is the creator of the of the. Um, the profiles. profiles. And you can look, yeah, and you can, the, yeah, it's a Reese Method, I believe it is, ReeseMethod.com. Yeah, I send you the information from him too, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he sent me Margaret Lynch's coaching program. I but sent I you have, that. I have, no, in, in the same email I sent you about um, the book. I sent you the book, yeah, about his yeah. book. And so you can look in, on his website as well. Okay. Cool. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, so yeah. You're very welcome. And you know, you let me know. I think uh, I think it is easier when you look at the schedule and figure out when we're meeting next. Is that good? Yeah. Um, this is the last of my four, is that correct? That's right, yes. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll look at your calendar and um, and I'll be in touch. Sounds great. Send you a big hug. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.